this is our wonderful soothsayer, Linda Sherman, who has been a guest on the show off and on for many years, and I'm very pleased about it. Linda's a wizard on astrology, and we were just talking about how the world is in, um, I would say, ferment and festering, and we want to know what's making it tick, and uh, what can we do to ride the waves with a bit more elegance, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Welcome to the show, Linda Sherman. Well, it's delightful to be on your wonderful show, Veronica. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. And we've been a long way together, you and I. We have. <laughs> I won't say how many years. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be, you know, I've decided that with this aging thing, we have to really be proud of our years. You know, I feel like I've gotten so much understanding and knowledge and love of people and I don't know. The aging's got to pay off in a wonderful way, even though our teeth are falling out or whatever. <laughs> oh, I agree. I think spiritually and on, on so many levels, we see way beyond the obstructions that used to block us when we were younger. There's so much more understanding and insight and compassion. But I say with the body, it's more, instead of the golden years, it's more like the rust years. <laughs> <laughs> but I also we think it's, you, you got to keep a sense of humor with a lot of it, don't you? Yes, you do. That's <laughs> the key to everything. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you've got a lot to... Oh, oh, one of the things I want to say, which is kind of interesting, putting in the metaphorical aging thing, is I really think as a species, we are actually evolving or changing as well. This is not the normal I stuff. I couldn't agree talking. more with you. Yes, I think. Which means, know, which are, kind of implies a death of a certain type, doesn't it? It does. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're experiencing is the we have just entered the Aquarian age, officially crossed over that line with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction um, in uh, in. Uh, December of 2020, and uh, we're at the be very, very beginning, and the old Pisces age, especially with Neptune transiting Pisces, the issues, the Piscean issues, the ancient religions, which are in many ways in transformation or disintegration, the world of oil and gas, climate, oceans, water, all the things that Pisces symbolizes we're having massive, massive climate change, mainly due to uh, human uh, uh, instigation of, as you know, fossil fuels and global warming and all these things you've heard over and over again. Uh, and spiritually, it, it is time for us to make an evolutionary leap from our infancy into what I call the new human uh, that will, I think, emerge in this age of Aquarius. And like you said, it's almost like changes in our genes, our DNA of our species evolving uh, from one type of human to what some people call a superhuman or an advanced human. Mm -hmm. It'll be the next step in human evolution. And it can't just happen on the physical nuts and bolts level, although that's part of it. It's got to happen in the spiritual and intellectual levels. I also the, think, the, Linda, I just want to throw this in while you're saying that, that I think as our intellectual level, as you referred to and so on, it is having an impact on our DNA. It is having an impact on the way our bodies orient themselves to uh, evolution don't you think I, I think that's part of the consciousness I do. yeah uh, i do and and uh, i think that uh, we need uh, humans need pathways they need to join hands with other people in situations that in which we try to help each other go through this passage together. Too many humans feel, you know, the, the age of the Internet and technology and smartphones and everything has really, it's supposed to set up communication, and it, it's cut us off from personal communication and contacts with one another. It has uh, divorced us from uh, a lot of our emotions and feelings and spiritual connection 
and put us into this techie thing, mm-hmm. uh, which has it, it divorced us from the rest of our component parts, so to speak. And that's, I think, so many young people are suffering from severe depressions and committing suicide and, uh, you know, everything. Uh, this is a part of the transformation from one age to the other. We can't leave what we have learned or felt from Pisces, the good part of Pisces, the spiritual part, the mystical connection with uh, all that is, which is beyond just this focus or manifestation. We can't lose that. We've got to get it. At the end of that age, we have to, what I call, get Pisces before we can fully move into uh, the age of Aquarius, or we're in danger of moving into an age where we're all just robots. (laughs) That's a horrible thought. It is, and I I think there is beginning to be a recognition of this. Uh, Everything in the world, the whole continents are changing. The climate is changing. We're going to see uh, in the next 50 years just absolutely dramatic changes. Many places on Earth will no longer be habitable. Other places will, will contain advancements and a, and a bigger population, and we're going to see that that turnover in climate uh, that I predicted in all of my books that, mm-hmm, that, have, that I yeah. have written. Mm-hmm. And we're, going, we're going to see that. Uh, but also, uh, the, we, we need to reconnect with one another humanistically. You know, I want to throw in a little story I heard yesterday or the day before where, uh, you know, some some guy is running for his life over in the Ukraine. He's got a wife and children. He's trying to get everybody. I don't know if you heard these uh, these pieces that he put out. But anyway, he he's trying to get everybody over to Poland to make them safe. But he also is, is a fighter and that. The one wonderful, wonderful, wonderful part of it was his. he was so aligned with social networking. They were watching his every step. He was guiding their way. And he's hiding out in a bunker. But he's got these connections wow. and people are watching him, loving him, you know, advising him. And, uh, and it's all young people. And they're really with all these different social networks. And I cried and I thought, you know, I'm so annoyed with the social networking separation thing. But they're just loving and guiding this guy right through the most dangerous stuff that I've never experienced, you know. You know, it's all about the way you use something. It's all about the way you <laughs> experience the usage of this high-tech age and, and the social network can be absolutely wonderful, as you described. It can connect us with people and situations live all over the world, as we are connected with the war in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, and, and, and the amount of love that is coming through that whole situation makes me wonder if These it's Ukrainians not... are absolute. These Ukrainian young people are absolutely amazing. This is the best of what humanity has to offer. And well, and also and the, the um, Russian young people as well who are pro-Ukrainian, and they're, you know. Yes, and they're going to jail as a result of that. And, yes. And you, I think we're having our faces rubbed in the darkness so that we can get to the light. When you see a, a malignant narcissist like Putin and, and people like this, these dictators around the world, and uh, 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 Putin and Assad in Syria, how they work together to another annihilate most of the Syrian population and practically all of their structures, and they're doing the same thing in Ukraine, we're having to look at this and face it before we fix it. And I think over the long run, we're in a very delicate transition from one time of seeing the worst <laughs> having to look at the worst of everything to move into the best of, of everything. And isn't consciousness and, and, really sensitive? Because I think there's these waves of consciousness moving up through, but it's so darn sensitive, you know? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, our sensitivities on a certain level, I think, are being increased. And as I said, I'm a, I'm an optimist because... 
all these years when these planets were entering these dark realms, I was forecasting the things that have hit us so hard through the, the, the past 20 years or so uh, in America and in the world at large. Now, these planets, but between 2024 and 2026, these planets, Neptune, Pluto, Uranus, are passing into all new signs. Pluto will go into Aquarius, Neptune into Aries, and Uranus into Gemini. And that's when we're going to see the major uh, leaps forward in this technological age. Uh, uh, and right now, our faces are being rubbed in the fact that we are dependent on fossil fuels. Without fossil fuels, our economies and our civilizations would collapse. But you and know we what, Linda, we've shown. been unwilling to do anything about it, right? Anything significant. I mean, the, the green movement is fine with solar and windmill. It doesn't even touch the kind of energy we need to manufacture things. You can, it, it, does, it, it makes you feel better, and yes, on a local basis, this is better in electric cars. If it, but it, it's not, as I have said, I think on this show in the past, the biggest leap is going to be nuclear fusion. And I have been reporting on the progress with fusion <clears throat> with the companies and the sites and, and the, the chambers that are doing it for a long time now on my newsletter, Soothsayer, S-O-O-T-H-E-S-A-Y-E-R.com, mm -hmm. that I put a new newsletter up once a month free to everybody uh, on, my, on this website, and a lot of it is reporting on the progress that is being made, which the majority of the population knows little or nothing about, or they've seen it as like a fairy tale or something. And I feel this is so significant because this will end the age of fossil fuel. This will put us into a place where we have pretty much limitless amounts of energy all over the world with no pollution. There is, there's no uranium, there's no plutonium. It's a physics reaction uh, with the compression of the hydrogen atom, hydrogen fusion. And we just heard and a report on that the other day. There's some big stuff happening with that. You probably know all about it. Huh? There is, and uh, I keep reporting on my newsletters um, uh, about this. There's Commonwealth in Massachusetts. There's Helion in the state of Washington, where you live. There's Livermore in California. And then there's the giant chamber, I-T-E-R, in France that covers the European Union. They recently had some accidents with some component parts that were dropped and cracked, unfortunately. Uh, and so their, their startup is going to be delayed. I am predicting that by 2026, we will all these will be up and running. Now, people think that's impossible, and how could I say that and everything? I astrologically, that's when these planets come together, wow. and and we're going to have to adjust. Many uh, Russia, all it has other than than rare earths, which by the way, the Ukraine ha is very uh, has a very large supply of rare earths, which are important for all of our chips and and uh, transistors and everything is dependent on, on rare earths. Uh, but Russia has oil and gas, and that's it. We're shutting them down economically. They're paying a heavy price for this invasion. And uh, But the, they don't have much of anything else. They have no other real economy. And many places are many large, huge oil companies, and this in the future – uh, they will have to change into something else because this the the, the age of fossil fuel will be ending. So that transition uh, economically and, and in every way lies ahead and setting us up on an infrastructure. I mean, we already have electric cars. We have this infrastructure package that they passed in Congress will be uh, put up charging stations all over the country. And we're way behind on this. We should be much further ahead than, than we are, but we're yeah, getting but we there. know why we're behind, because a yeah, lot of people well, don't want the interruption. But I want to jump into another thing is Putin, 
uh, to me, it's almost like the world is in layers, and he's the, he's ruling a layer uh, of aimed at dominance in a very old way that we're trying to shuck out of our consciousness. Am I wrong about that? Oh yes, very much so. I think Putin is a relic of the past, of the twentieth yeah. century. Uh, uh, Soviet Union and uh, how things were done during World War II, and he's very much of a relic of this past way of doing things. And of course, he's going to take over Ukraine. They can't, I mean, they're fighting valiantly, but he is just uh, using these destructive missiles just to wipe out all the structures. It's not like hand-to-hand combat. It's about just wiping out the entire infrastructure of the country. But once he's done that, where is he going to go with that? What what is going to I think you know, he's going to be assassinated is, anyway. Yeah, I think he's it's it's interesting because his chart shows, his astrological chart shows that he is disintegrating, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's he's undergoing a disintegration. I, not only is he mentally ill, I think there's uh, uh, there's illness there. And with the Neptune afflictions that he has in, in his natal chart, one way or another, he I, I, I think he is um, going to be out. But in the meantime... The destruction that he's evoking here uh, is is horrendous. But on the other hand, as you said, we're looking on TV and on ourselves. We're looking at everything that's going on. Nothing is being hidden from us. And this is all about the human race evolving to this next level. Uh, Putin and his like are the dark side. Mm-hmm. They really, they're the really horrific uh, dark side of, of uh, the assertion of power, personal power at all costs. No and look at some of the oligarchs that he, some of those oligarchs are going against him now. They're turning. They're they're going to because uh, I mean the Biden administration has done a great job. They do not want to get into a nuclear third world war. Right. They they do not want that to happen. They've done a great job in imposing these sanctions and cutting off SWIFT and the global financial system to Putin and his oligarch friends. Mm-hmm. And these now these guys they're. These oligarchs are there all because Putin put them there. So but they feel so, but they some of them are lot. turning around and trying to be uh, trying to be a different influence. You know, we were watching. Yeah, yeah I think they're. Yeah, I think they're going to turn against him yeah. and the Russian people. Uh, well, not so much the older generation. They're still had that old Soviet Union attitude. But the younger generation that have been demonstrating against this that he's put in, he, you've got a whole new generation of Russians who've experienced the West, its economy, uh, and its way of life. And, and they everything just want McDonald's, if you can believe it. <laughs> and Levi's. Yeah, right? and... and no, no, I feel this is the last blast, but it's a crisis that is so severe uh, and so difficult. Uh, just getting through it to the other side of all this, which is going to take us about a year to get all the way to the other side of this, and the inflation in oil and how the media is just beating that to death. Everybody, they, they go to the pump, they pay more for gasoline. But look at what the people of Ukraine are suffering mm-hmm. by comparison. I mean, we're, <laughs> you know, paying too much at the gas tank is very little price that we have to pay compared to the price that they're paying for their freedom and their dignity and fighting for their country. Mm. And I think looking at these things, uh, I think what America can be the best of America, I still say, with all of our flaws and our failings and our destructiveness that we have like everybody has, we are still, America is still the hope of the world with its democratic idealism equal rights. We're plowing away at all of this, which is innately American. America is really the light. And I wanted to just add to that how some of these younger uh, Ukrainians, uh, they keep saying they just want democracy. They just want freedom. Exactly. Yeah. 
See, democracy has been challenged with all of these dictators that have arisen in these different places. Uh, autocracy, get you know, uh, and uh, it has been challenged. It's the last phases of Pluto in Capricorn. By the time Pluto gets into Aquarius, democracy is going to win. The the point in, in all of this, where it all boils down to, really, is economics. And when you have, in America and the West, we have had our own oligarchs. We have had our the billionaire class, like the upper 1% own yeah. 80% of this country's wealth. This is a disgrace. And and the idea that everybody has a shot and equal opportunity, it's not so. No. When you have so many neighborhoods that the schools are inferior and the, and the families have fallen apart and poverty has just eaten up families alive and put the kids into the street dealing drugs. And you have this phenomenon of uh, a, a breakdown from uh, in the American dream, so to speak, with just a handful. Uh, well, I look at <laughs> the three richest men in, in America uh, Warren Buffett and and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates paid no income tax last year. I know. I mean, that is. I I don't know how they look themselves in the eye, but Warren I Buffett. Mean, it's, well, Warren Buffett way, seems they, they, to talk about that. He he has for yeah. a long time now. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't really done anything about it, but he has admitted to it and talked about it back in the early two thousands. I remember two thousand and six or something. So he said that his secretary paid more in income tax than he did. I know there's uh, they're no not being excuse taxed, for that. They, well, they have ways they get into these nonprofits. They put everything into the nonprofit, and then they pay themselves a salary out of that, which they put in. And so much of their wealth is tied up in stock and and real estate. And until they cash them in, they pay no taxes on it. And it goes on and on and on. Well, do you and think that's okay, ways. then? Do you think it's kind of hidden support for the country? Yeah. Well, what I feel is this that this wealth that is tied up in the hands of the billionaires, this is, I sound like, uh, you know, the Democrats, which I'm basically on their side. I'm a registered independent, but I'm on the side of the Democrats and that we should have opportunities, social, economic, infrastructure, all upgraded so that people have a shot. And that means that that class has to start paying their share of taxes in order to support this and it takes a very very clever accountants to figure out how to tax their inheritances their investments how to do this uh, and uh, and they the problem is they have so much money that they buy out the government the legislatures they pay for the elections I mean it costs so much money to run for office mm-hmm. and who pays for that well I mean, first of all it should not cost to run for office it should not be about that no it, you know I am a believer that someday not tomorrow morning but someday we'll have an amendment to the Constitution that says no private money should be involved in any election in this country. Mm-hmm. We should have state and federal funds set up to subsidize candidates getting on television and debating and doing things. Uh, you know, it, it, basically everybody gets the same amount, and you look at these people and make your decision, and, and you don't have any private money coming into any political campaign at all. Now, we're a long way from that. Well, I want to throw another thing in. We talked about evolution, right? I feel like a lot of this political stuff should be uh, including the hearts of people. People need to have a big uh, love for the country, a love for the one another. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean just like patriotism. I mean actual compassionate understanding not just greed oh absolutely but but when people are economically everything has been taken away from them and they this is one of the reasons we had what i call the trumpian revolution oh, and God. you know all these people are coming out of the woodwork because when historically whether it's the french revolution the russian revolution the chinese revolution all which came out very badly by the way uh, uh, they, they, they uh, all of these things come as a result of a population.
nation that is the, the it's tremendous economic inequality. People right. don't even have a shot or a chance. So you, it has you to don't start. give a shit, excuse me, anymore because. Nobody cares about you, so you get more vicious, mean, try and exactly, steal stuff, beat each other Exactly, and you get angrier, up. and what do you do traditionally? What have these people done? They have blamed people of color. They blamed immigrants. Anybody blamed, lower. Uh, anybody. Uh, they don't look at the bank. I call them the banksters and the giant corporations. Uh, for being behind all of this. They were the ones with the power, and they used it to secure their own position and create a global financial system that benefited them and increasingly deprives, takes away middle class and lower class and just deprives. So they didn't know who did it or how it happened. So they look at, legitimately, they wanted to rebel against this. <clears throat> their factories went sure. away. Things, their economic systems went away. Sure. And, and they wanted to blame somebody. Like, let's blame the government. You know, let's blame people of color. Let's blame the immigrants. And instead of really figuring out how all this happened, I think we're going to change this. I think that the future, as I said, I've been predicting catastrophes now for years as an astrologer. I am now predicting major wonderful things that may lie ahead if we can get through to between now and the next presidential election 2024. If we can get through. Oh, oh, and I want to interrupt here on purpose because the way you're talking, I go, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest issues for me is uh, media, how it's used, and disinformation, misinformation, and how Absolutely. there is no, there is apparently, now you can correct me on this, I'd love that if you did, but there's apparently no responsibility made for, you know, I know this is a country of freedom of speech, which, excuse me, makes me gag. I goes, that yeah. means I can really beat you up verbally so that you can be right. just crawling on the ground. And it's okay because it's freedom of speech, you know. I'm there's something our our media is such a giant megalopolis or something. It's as nasty as any big corporate thing, as far as I can see, and it does drive the financial world in a lot of ways. Oh, I I couldn't agree with you more, hundred percent, Veronica. The media itself is an outgrowth of the corporate stranglehold on everything. It may it moves it the way it, the, these these. Uh, it's absolutely true. They've abandoned all uh, dignified, fair debates mm -hmm. in favor mm -hmm. of slinging you-know-what at each other at every turn, especially lies. You call it disinformation. I call it out-and-out -out malignant lying that just spreads uh, across the board. But also, and, we're and, been, we've been doing that through education systems. We've belittled the education system, so we haven't taught critical thinking. We haven't taught any of that stuff. So people don't. People are in a swill of lies, as you call it. Yes. And they don't you know anything. You just my favorite topics is, is how we've almost destroyed the system of public education, oh. taking everything out of it. Civics, political science, economic things that people should know as citizens have been history. systematically history. removed. History, yeah. History, exactly. There, mm -hmm. it's the kids are coming out with an, an, unable to be citizens, let alone anything else, and they're trained for specific tech areas, and that's it. They're not. Uh, trained broadly to come in and prosper in the economy and change the system and grow in the system like a real democracy would demand of us. I, I couldn't agree with you more. But, you know, I think it hurts. on that, the side of that, that people are getting, starting to get this. The dark side is so bad at mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just has to hurt enough that you say to yourself, no more. And that's where we are at this point. Everything from, from fossil fuel use and climate change to economic inequality to 
uh, uh, changing the education system all the way around. We're at, with our Pluto return in the chart of the United States. Pluto was death and rebirth. And when you get a Pluto return after that, you're never the same. We are going to be reborn into something I think personally is going to be better than it was. And the only way you get there is when, it, if it if it doesn't kill you, it, it helps you to grow. So you are you saying that people have to uh, wise up and do it from the inside of individuals as opposed to... Absolutely from the inside. We have to claim ourselves spiritually and emotionally and we have to claim the part of it not just the knee-jerk reactive violent uh, miserable uh, uh, aggressive side to ourselves we've got to claim the higher side of ourselves in order to solve the problems that need to be solved and and I think that what is going on now is a process of elimination uh, and uh, of, of those ways of thinking and doing, they're having their own effect on people. If you continue in this ha- policy of hate and and hate mongering and and uh, uh, violence, I mean the violence, the gun violence across this country, just. There's organized, and then there's just disorganized. There's people here, up here in upstate New York and Syracuse, you have twelve-year-olds with guns going to the malls and just shooting people. Jeez, Louise, it, you know, there's there's such a terrible abandonment of our children and our young people on so many different levels, and and we're seeing the effects. And like you said, just as we see into what's going on in Ukraine from the the smartphones and the cameras and everything we are being forced to face across this country and the world what what is going on and as as negative and seriously difficult as it is veronica i have believed that we're going into a much much brighter future I love that. I feel, you know what? I feel that as well, and I really do. It, but I really, I really. Uh, let me see. I go back into this thing about a lot of the individual. Uh, somehow, there's a lot of young people who are individualizing. I, I see that. I, I don't know if there's enough to make a big difference yet. But uh, I think they lost that for a while. Everybody was kind of numbed out. Uh huh. I don't know. Do you see what yeah. I'm talking about? Uh, you say young people individualizing. Does that mean they're stepping aside from thinking uh, the for culture? themselves, thinking for themselves, yes. and starting to yes. you know explore what could be possible? Why is it like Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> My grandchildren are doing this. I'm, I'm very proud to say I'm having conversations with my grandchildren uh, and their fiancés and you know, everything that uh, that were. They love to come here and talk with my husband and me about expansion of consciousness, a world of mutual self-support, an Aquarian age where society will respect and care about each other. And we have these conversations. The thing is, they frequently don't get that anywhere else. So they come to our house in front of the fireplace. And we have these conversations. But I, I really about- think that, okay, the other thing I wanted to say is we need to be giving that kind of uh, service, the encouragement of that, and you're doing that. So it's, it's unfortunate there's not that many people doing it right now, but there are people doing it like you. Yeah. Uh, and like you, uh, Veronica, uh, as well, that we are the elders that have have been there, done that. We mm-hmm. have gone through our own uh, torments and mistakes and, and, and uh, through the years, and you do, if you can last through uh, you do gain in wisdom and understanding. And, and priorities. Listen, I, oh, heavens, do we ever buff up our priorities. Absolutely. And that we live in a society, other societies have revered their elders. Our society has been one of the young mm-hmm. uh, that wants to throw out the, the elders, you know, and that's changed. That's going to be changing. I think it's because, changing, too, in a way, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I do. I do, and and I'm very, <clears throat> I'm optimistic 
about many of these young people and uh, where they're going and how they want to change things and, and the consciousness. It's going to be a massive consciousness change, and I know that term is used over and over again. We uh, need that term. Uh, we, just, <laughs> we just have to get through the tough times this year with uh, Neptune and Pluto transits and Uranus squared to Saturn through the end of this year. Saturn has to do with order. Uranus has to do with blowing everything up and when <laughs> and changing and transforming. And when they reach this square with one another, it's it's just the old and the new come up against each other, and it's just like Putin bombing the, the Ukraine, you know, and, and things breaking down, and uh, we've just got to get, this is a, we also have a transit of Mars in Gemini from late August of this year through late March of next year, that because that, uh, it, it retrogrades back and forth, and it hits degrees in the USA chart that it corresponded with the Civil War, World War II, and 9-11. Oh, my gosh. Now, Mark, it, it's, you know, we've got all of that going on, and this is a tough year until we get over uh, to about a year from now into 2023, which I think uh, so much of uh, of the worst, uh, the most difficult uh, will be, but, but we just have to get there. It it is it is very very difficult, and uh, I think there's so many good people out there. It, well, what, that are but Linda, what are the best. advantages? So some of these really difficult transits and uh, influences from astrological, they do have a high. Each one of them has a high side as well, doesn't it? They do because look, the old systems that, for instance, that Putin represents the old Soviet Union style of of just going over and taking over a nation, breaking them down and 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 controlling everything and suppressing everything. <clears throat> That's what is running up against, in a sense, the old versus the new, the the old absolute power control units killing off or subsuming everybody else. That way of doing government, business, anything, is running up against the challenges now uh, that we're having to see through. We can't allow this to happen. And this war in the Ukraine is a very focused example of this. I mean, the war in Syria that Russia basically got on the side of uh, Assad, another malignant psychopath, and wiped out that country, literally, mm-hmm. destroyed about half mm-hmm. of its population, bulldozed and, 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 and blew up all their buildings. They're just like a lunar landscape at this point for Assad to maintain control. Just kill everybody. And they had beautiful the ancient up. spiritual stuff, too, that got Oh, it's so sad. You know, the Middle East, we talk about, you know, the end of the world as we know it and all the predictions of Nostradamus and everything. We all came from that region. The origin of our civilization for 2,000 years was in those areas. Uh, And those are the areas that are drying up, burning to the ground, uh, fires, and the the wells. What started the Syrian revolution was that their wells ran dry. In Iraq, the Tigris and Euphrates rivers are now creeks. They're drying up. They're becoming a dust bowl in most of these Middle Eastern regions, which all were the origin from Babylon to Egypt to Greece to Rome. You know, all of these places, climate change is hitting them so hard, they probably won't be able to exist as they are. Uh, anymore, and you're going, and the Horn of Africa, by the way, is a dust bowl, and all these people are getting on boats and dying on the way to try to get uh, to uh, Italy or Greece or whatever and, and leave their countries. We have mass, mass migrations mm-hmm. of where people are no longer able to live uh, where they lived in, in these ancient countries, as you said, the beautiful artifacts. I remember. Uh, when we went into Iraq and uh, to get Saddam, which was a terrible, terrible mistake, 
all that was destroyed in the way of antiquities, the great buildings and the artifacts and, and everything from ancient times, uh, how this was so massively destroyed. Uh, and this is what we're going through right now, the end of the world, how our civilizations began and started are in those regions that are now the most affected by terrible political battles. Isn't and that interesting? Change. That's sort of ignoring the sacred foundation of, uh, we'll just say humanity, right? Yes, I mean. Totally <laughs> going past it and ignoring it. Okay. Exactly. The centers for all the the religions there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but to me, it epitomizes just that whole Muslim. depth of of sacred uh, connection as a as a being, which we should all have in a way to give us making sense of what life is. You know. I I think so too. I mean, that was the root system from which our spiritual expression started. Yeah. Uh, and it then became tribal wars that just disintegrated into tribalism and, and and hating the guy of the other religion and and uh, religion as tribe and this this sort of thing this has been the problem with the search for faith and spirituality mm -hmm. in human history has taken the form of warring tribes and hierarchies which control the people in that way and that has been uh, the problem with the age of Pisces. But we've got to understand that spirituality and, and the pathway to that understanding is within all of us. It's available to everybody equally. We are from a conscious universe which contains all that is. Mm -hmm. And that universe seeks to create. And the pathway to that creation is love. And this has been the underlying messages from the great avatars, uh, origi originators of these religions. Do you think that's uh, getting fiercer and stronger, that love is moving through our species better and uh, or with more acceptance and recognition? Because I'm thinking about the millennials, I'm thinking about young kids, and I'm thinking about how a lot of them seem to work together or to to have more of a community understanding it seems it just seems to me that they have a better way of coping with one another than we do i i think a lot depends once again a bottom line on the kind of families and economies that they came out of uh, because it, whatever that generation is if they came out of poverty and drug dealers on every corner uh, there, there, this is this is going to be much more difficult for people that come out of that kind of poverty and deprivation and abuse and everything than it is for somebody who came out from loving parents who had a reasonable economic platform for them to, to go to school and to develop their careers and, and everything. It, it still is about economics. Uh, and I think as we evolved, I think this generation you're describing, they want a more equal playing field. They are not necessarily uh, want to become a billionaire. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily into that. They, they want to work with each other, make a decent living, have community friends, as you said. Uh, they're not necessarily like the boomer generation that as a whole went toward big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and so I agree with you in some sense, but again, it depends on the economic level uh, and and the uh, spiritual and emotional support that mm -hmm. is there within mm -hmm. their families or communities as to how these kids turn out. Mm -hmm. and, and this is why so you have to address this uh, before the other things are going to happen. Because if you're just at a survival level, it's going to be very difficult for you to break through to the higher realms. So let's go back into the uh, the horrible things that are coming up, the horrible, uh, what are they, placements in our charts and so on. How can we use those? Because you said it's going to be kind of difficult and disruptive, which I do understand. Can you give yes. us, before we end this, and I don't ever like to end it with you, but um, can you give us some 
ways of looking at it so we can not slide through necessarily, but harmonize with something that would bring us through with uh, clarity or support? Well, a lot of it just depends on what's in your individual astrological chart and uh, and everything. But I think on the whole, it's very important for us to get together with our family and friends and have these kinds of conversations. We have to be concerned not only about our own individual self, but the fate of our family members of our nation, you know, we we need to have these conversations. We also need to exercise tremendous patience. And with Saturn to Uranus, you can't do anything impulsively. You'll just run into a wall. You've got to be very, very patient. And thirdly, if not the most What does that mean? Are you actually trying to get in step with what it it is yes when when with Saturn Uranus squares and things like this, there are mechanical breakdowns, there are problems with uh with the internet and with uh, technology and with electricity and and these kinds of things going on hacking as I've been on a a soapbox about cybersecurity for 20 years. It's pathetic how we didn't address that until now. So we've got a lot of those technological problems that are going to be very frustrating to so many of us during this time, and we have to take a deep breath, uh, sit back, and figure out how to fix these things. We cannot be so impatient to get to one side of this to the other. Hmm. Uh, we need patience is something I know personally in my life. I'm the most impatient person, <laughs> <laughs> and I have had in my old age, so to speak, when I go through my own rust belt, <laughs> uh, I have learned to take a deep breath and stand back from things that are running into one another saying, now, wait a minute, let's just work this through. Let's get together and be patient and work this through. Because when you try to put the gas and the brakes on at the same time, you destroy the vehicle. Right. So this is a major lesson of patience. Uh, and the other thing that you and I, I know both, thank goodness we we know this, is have a practice of meditation and prayer that you have every day of your life, whether it's before you go to sleep at night or you get up in the morning and prop yourself up and go through white lighting. I see white light. I see blue light. I've been seeing the presence of a blue light on the planet now since I had a major experience in my meditation in uh, August of 2019. I saw a huge blue light coming through, and that was at the beginning of the pandemic that was was going to hit us. Mm. And I feel the blue light represents the feminine energy, the nurturing, the mothering, and the healing of of what I would call the divine mother that that we need and the white light the overall revelation of higher consciousness the evolutionary leap we're going to make from one form of humanity to another and realizing that birth is not easy mm-hmm. if you've ever given birth to a child you know that labor and birth is not easy <laughs> <laughs> It is, you know, but you're giving birth to something glorious and new and wonderful. And the price of the pain and the difficulties and dealing with the obstructions and everything is a part of the whole process, the evolutionary process to this new way of being, this new way of being human. Yeah, it really helps to have people be able to see some what some outcome some sort of valiant approach i really think that helps people a lot you know this is good everybody it looks like shit but it's good <laughs> no i think that's really wise stuff that you're saying there and 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 doing your prayer i i couldn't cope without my my little system as well you know I mean, we have got this year a huge uh, lunar eclipse in May. 
uh, right on President Biden's chart as the one in November that, that took place. We've got uh, a, a big eclipse on Election Day, November 8th of this year, uh, conjunct uh, square Uranus. I mean, we've got so many difficult aspects in the chart of the United States, but also for, for the world at large in this time. And knowing it's going to be tough, we have to take a deep breath. We have to work at the spiritual level. We have to be patient at the physical level. A lot of these economic things uh, are not going to just resolve themselves overnight. This is exposing underlying uh, evils and problems that have been with us for years, and they're just coming to a head, and we're being forced to look at them. And I don't think, ultimately, that that's a bad thing. No. It's painful, mm-hmm. but you have to see the problem in order to fix it, in in order to heal from what we've been doing. We must see it. We must experience the pain and then get beyond it and say we're going to heal Uh, We're going to change. Uh, We're going to move into the future into a new level. This is what we need to keep in our minds and hearts, Veronica, as we move through this, this difficult period in human history. And the one good thing is we might be able to do a lot of it together or in sync, and that would give some harmony to a really cacophonous time. I do. I I think we have to, our friends and our loved ones, we need to get together with each other and hold hands and share ideas uh, and uh, encourage one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, These Ukrainians, they are such an inspiration. Oh, boy, are they. all of them. They really are. I've never seen anything like these young people in Ukraine and how they are. The, 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 The men drop their wives and babies and children off in Poland and then come back to fight mm-hmm. the Russians. I mean, the, it, this is such an it's it shows fighting for a democracy, for freedom, for equal opportunity, not uh, dictatorships and, and autocrats and everything. It's really the fight between, and even if Putin bulldozes his way and takes over the country, he's eventually going to lose this battle mm-hmm. because he's on the wrong side of things. He's going to lose this. I also think it's really, and I, I hope you're absolutely right, because I don't even want to think of him winning anything. <laughs> but um, the Ukrainian, the war is so awful, and yet it's really pulling people together all over the world. It is, uh, and, and I think nothing economically has ever been so powerful and, and all-encompassing is what the Biden administration and also the Republicans have been on board with this. That our government has instituted against Putin and his oligarchs and his minions. And now I understand on the news today that Russia is asking China for help. And China is going down the tubes. They have massive debt. They have another serious outbreak of COVID. Their economy is in a recession. Uh, they, they are not going to be able to help the Russians. And even though I've called them frenemies, you know, they've been frenemies <laughs> for the years. China is uh, going through an enormous Pluto when it goes into uh, Aquarius will hit their ascendant and China is going to just absolutely change from inside out the bottom up and they're going through a very rough time with this absolute dictator of Xi Jinping. Uh, and they're, they, they're in massive debt. The yuan is not traded internationally. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to help Russia out. And they, they had so many problems because they're at odds with the USA to begin with. They don't want any more problems. So as far as China is concerned, Russia is just a royal pain right right now. I don't think they're going to really strongly team up. There's no question Putin will walk in and take over the landmass of the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But he may win this war, but he will lose in, in the long run. He's going to lose this uh, battle. Even though he wins the uh, taking over the Ukraine, He will, I don't think he's going to be able to hold on to it. Maybe we could say some prayers that he doesn't even get away with taking over the Ukraine. Yeah, I'd like. Yeah, that. I 
Uh, well, I, I want to say that the the economics behind this, the the movements that this administration in America has made to take all of the money away out of the banking system, who crashed their currency and their markets, cut them off. The one thing they're still delivering is oil and gas to Europe because the Europeans would collapse with, without it. But, but they're doing everything that is humanly possible to uh, destroy Putin the oligarchs and the Russian rulership economically, and in the long run, he's not going to be able to survive that. Mm -hmm. So let's hope it's before he crushes much more of the Ukrainian world. Oh, oh yes, it's it's it's. it's I'm I'm glad you think Biden's doing a good job because I think he is, but you know. Uh, I do believe uh, Biden is 79 years old. Uh, he's had a stuttering disability his whole life, which makes it difficult for him. He, he stumbles over words from time to time, and his opponents make fun of the fact that he's elderly, that he stumbles over. He is exactly, he's a Scorpio with Sag rising. He is exactly the person we need at this point. And he doesn't point. look sickly to me. I, I was talking to somebody no, who Republican. He is elderly. Said, look you know, at him, he's he sick, he's falling over, he's this, he's that. Yeah. And then she said, the problem with you guys, you Dems, is you all teach hatred, hatred, hatred. Yeah, right. That's well, what she they, believed. I went, what? You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, this is the, the the extreme right wing of the Republican Party that spews out uh, and accuses, you know, that feels that Trump won the election and all of this stuff that oh, they gosh. keep spewing these lies and hate and and everything else. Uh, but Biden, at I this think point, he's in good, his, wonderful. Yeah. Well, it, it the um, at this point in his life, there was no other reason for him to do this than to it, the as he said, it was an existential crisis and to save this country. Mm-hmm. And he is the man of the hour. I'm very deeply concerned about him and his health in 2023. Uh, he may have to leave at the Jupiter Saturn conjunction mm-hmm. when he was elected. Eighty five percent of the time presidents die in office under that conjunction. And it may be that he might have to temporarily leave due to an illness or uh, or something. And I do believe that Kamala Harris may be taking over as the first woman president in, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I think whatever happens with that, Joe Biden is deeply committed to saving the country and humanity, whatever they make up about him or throw at him politically or whatever, this person is genuinely cares about the human race and the future of this country. There was no other reason for him to run for office. He had been there, done that 37 years in the Senate and uh, eight years as vice president. He had had his career mm-hmm. and he did this because it, they felt he was the only one that actually could get elected of the Democrats that and and he did it. And he it, he has more foreign policy experience than any 10 people in government. But, you know, he's uh, this, calming down a lot of the Republicans that hated him. He's calming well, yeah, them down. Because, They're standing with him because he's doing things that make sense, right? Yes, exactly. Now, we still need these financial, these packages. He passed the infrastructure, but the other things we need to pass it, the Republicans have, have resisted. But nonetheless... They're working with him to pass legislation uh, to donate money to the Ukrainians and send weapons over there and do everything we can short of directly getting into the war and starting World War III with Russia. Uh, and they're working with him. They're admitting he's doing a good job. And uh, uh, there is a. And he apparently does not read any reports about himself. He doesn't listen to the gossip about himself. Apparently, he just doesn't do that. No, he doesn't have time or energy to, to, for that. He doesn't terrible. care about it. Yeah, he doesn't, he want doesn't to care. To and, it. Yeah. and I want to say something about Jill Biden, who is the most wonderful person, the most supportive first lady on every single level. People don't give her enough credit. She's so 100% behind.
behind him and supportive of him. She's such a brilliant woman. By the way, a, a fellow Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. And we she like that. is an educator with a doctorate in education. Uh, and believes in, she says, the biggest secret in this kind of community colleges and county colleges, and she's absolutely right about that. And she's just absolutely the most wonderful person. We don't give her enough credit for being, he couldn't do what he does without her 100% wow. behind him and wow. and and sheltering him and helping him. Uh, but this is, uh, this is the man of the hour, and get rid of all the politics politics and all the garbage and all the hate mongering and let this man do his job because he's in in many ways he's saving us along with the world at large on so many levels uh, i think he's going to earn people's respect and uh and he doesn't uh, inspire I, I, a lot of uh, uh competition like he doesn't make people doesn't make me feel like we have to get out there and fight everybody else he makes me feel like we have to get along Right, exactly, and that's his strength. His, he's got stelliums in his 11th house of friends and groups and organizations. That's why his career was mainly in the Senate through oh. most of his life. He's able to work across the aisle. He was famous for that. Uh, and he is able to get people together, working together, and he's still going to have the Trumpsters and the right-wingers and everything throwing rocks at him and, and everything. He's, but he's he's uh, much stronger than people realize. Oh, yeah, you know? I think he's very strong. He, he, he makes my heart he feel is, bigger, yeah. And he's got a very good act aspect of transiting Pluto to his sun and Venus and Scorpio this year and next year, which is very, very helpful, strengthens him and helps him uh, in this uh, in this process. So, uh, well, you know, if, I, if I, we I think quite, he's vulnerable, we should be sending him light and support I, and I, energy. Yeah. <clears throat> You took the words right out of my mouth. Every single day in my meditation, in my prayer, I white light Biden uh, so that, you know, it, it opens that up. And and he's a deeply spiritual man, by the way. I know, yeah. He's, he's quite he, something. He, he really is in his own way. He's a Catholic uh, and he's a uh, and his religion is very important to him in the truest, most spiritual sense. Uh, and uh, so I send him, him white light. He is the man that has this incredible responsibility at this time in history. Mm -hmm, and, sure it, mm -hmm. and the best of Scorpio is it has to do with crisis, destruction, death, and rebirth. That's what that sign is. It's a transition sign. One era dies, a new era is born. That's what Scorpio is, is about. And it's no accident that we have a Scorpio president right now. I think that's so wonderful. Well, I just love you, Linda Sherman. And you're just, uh, I don't know, this is of great benefit to me. You've given me only snippets compared to what you know. But... <laughs> You've given us a lot to think about over the next while and to enjoy more of the chaos of these days, too. You know. Well, thank you, Veronica. It's always a pleasure to be uh, interviewed by you and on your show. You're just one of my favorite people. I'm glad you're here on Earth at this time to help with the work that you do guiding people into this uh, over the bridge, you might say, to higher consciousness. Great. Well, let's get over that bridge together. We're on our way. <laughs> We will. <laughs> so, so, and Linda Sherman's uh, monthly newsletter is wonderful. It's called, it's Soothsayer. What is it? Soothsayer.usa? Yeah, it's S-O-O-T-H-E-S-A-Y-E-R -O -O -E uh, uh, dot com, and you can get into it, and it's free to everybody. It uh, has all my contact information, but that newsletter goes up the first of every month. And uh, I welcome people to come in and read it and then comment on it and tell me how they feel about it. And they can get more personal information from you one-on-one. -on -one, right? Yes. Well, all my personal contact information is on that website. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Linda. Much love to you. 
and Love to your to husband. Love to you too, Veronica. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.